everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Radio Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I am your director of fun and games for the evening. Man, I really thought that they uh, fought their way back into this one. Uh, just too many mistakes. Uh, not even mistakes. Just um, too much time on the penalty kill. Not enough time to attack. We've seen the Flyers really capitalize on so many of their opportunities tonight. We see what happens when they just can't create enough of those opportunities. Uh, we'll get into a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I want to get right to the calls because it's a it's Saturday night. I know everyone watched this one. People were waiting. This was the big test. Okay, 2-0-1, nice start. Uh, let's see how we do against Florida. A Florida is a legitimate contender watching this team tonight. Uh, they have a ton of speed. They are, uh, they're great. They are legitimately great team. They have as much of a chance to win the Stanley cup as pretty much anybody. And I thought the flyers kind of killed themselves in this game against Florida. Uh, so there's positives and negatives to be taken out of everything that we saw tonight. Um, didn't the, the Flyers force the first and foremost, when you have 14 minutes on the penalty kill in the game, you're just not going to be able to create enough opportunities. Like they came into the game shooting 18%. You got to believe that's not going to hold up against, you know, a, a very good team in the Florida Panthers, a very good goalie and Sergei Bobrovsky little tip here. Uh, I don't know what the odds are now, but it, it's worth a look. Uh, we've all seen Sergei Bobrovsky when he's at his best, and when he's at his best, he's elite. Uh, it's true. He is. He's won two Vezinas before. Earlier this week, I bet Sergei Bobrovsky. Oh, man. If you can't tell, I had a little bit of clear rum tonight. We'll talk to you about them in the, in just a minute. Uh, but uh, Bobrovsky, when he's at his best, his best is elite. He's won a couple Vezinas before. I bet him at plus 1,400 to win the uh, Vezina Trophy and honestly think it was pretty damn good value. Uh, we're going to get to the calls. I want to hear everything you have to say. I have plenty to say about the game. I like to play off of uh, like to play off all the commenters. But before we get started here, I want to talk to you about clear rum. Man, I was drinking some clear rum today, and maybe you had a rum phase like I did in high school and college. You're like, Oh yeah. Like sailor Jerry was my thing in the day, but you know, Bacardi, Malibu, all that stuff. You're like, Oh, rum. I'm kind of over rum. No, I, uh, I described this today to the, uh, to the people at clear. This is like a sipping whiskey, but it's rum. Uh, it's spelled K L Y R. It is just an absolutely awesome, uh, liquor that I've come into in the, uh, recently it's freaking awesome uh it, an american style rum distilled in lewis berry pennsylvania this is for flyers fans by flyers fans they don't want you to be thrown off obviously if you're from this area you know anything that isn't the delaware valley we just saw oh that's pittsburgh these are flyers fans putting out this rum k-l-y-r clear rum american style 12 times distilled 18 times filtered uh, it, it is absolutely delicious. Like I had to stop myself because I just wanted to have a little taste today. Got off work. Uh, people, you know, my other job, I, I work Saturday mornings. I produce for WIP Howard Eskin show at the Borgata. So I, I kind of have a long day on Saturday. So I get home. It's like 11 o'clock. Like, I'm going to have I'm going to have just one little drink here. 
And uh, I had to text the guys over at Clear Rum and be like, this is amazing. I can't believe what I'm tasting right now. Uh, a lot of people probably think, oh, rum, you know, uh, what, you make it a rum and Coke? Nah, you can't do that stuff anymore at this age. You can't be drinking uh, soda like that. A little bit of water over rice, rum, it's the way to go. K-L-Y-R, clear rum, get into it. Uh, all right, that's that, uh, that part of the program is over with now. We can get back to the Philadelphia Flyers, and I want to open up right to the requests. want to get to everybody. Uh, let's start it off with Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you are live on the post game. Uh, what's, what's up, Bill? How are you tonight? Um, not bad. Um, I, I want to say I wouldn't be surprised, start this off with, I wouldn't be surprised if Knack gets a call from uh, the league tomorrow. I, I don't know if that was a slew foot. I couldn't see it in slow motion, but that's just a stupid penalty. It, it looked like a weird scramble. Like in real time, I was like, oh, this is just chaos and someone fell. And then when you see it, it looks a little it looks a little worse. Yeah, uh, and then people can call Hornquist a flopper. Obviously, they're up 3-2. He's not going to take a penalty there. Uh, uh, What's-his-face just can't. A clear fucking cross-check to his chest. I mean, that it's another dumb penalty. Just discipline won the game tonight. Who was more disciplined? Um, I understood the refs were down. I want to stop you right there, Hunter. I think that's the perfect way to put it. Discipline won the game tonight. The Flyers overcame a bad first period where they were clearly having trouble dealing with Florida's speed. They come ble- they come back, play a tremendous second period, and then discipline is what won the game. Whether Florida scored on all those power plays or not is irrelevant. That's 14 minutes where the Flyers can't score. I realize, yes, Cam Atkinson, awesome shorthanded goal. That's all well and good. But you can't count on that shit. It's not like that's a regular occurrence. If you're killing seven penalties, you're not going to win. Yeah, I, I think where some people are like, you know, they, they, they were complaining about the fi- – uh, Jesus Christ, the officials. Um, I think with the officials being down a guy, I think from their standpoint, they weren't going to try Keep and miss any. Keep it under control. So were- Keep yeah, it, exactly. There's, correct, correct. We know how that shit can go. You're down a ref. They're all going to try to. They're all going to try to take liberties. We can't allow that. You have to be more disciplined when there's fewer officials. Yeah, that's you know from my point of the game, this this was pretty you know straightforward. I think discipline won the game. One thing I do have a question, or not a question, but what I think from just our division standpoint is I was switching between this game, uh, the game earlier with the Capitals and the Penguins game. I think it's going to be hard for the Flyers to make the playoffs no matter what. And the reason why I say this is because, yes, it's early in the season. I can't get ahead of myself, but Pittsburgh looks decent. They just won 7-1 against Toronto. Um, Earlier, the Capitals showed they can come back from a 3-0 deficit. I think if they make it, it's still going to be tough. But like I said, we'll see. Have to well have to see how the season plays out and uh, go from there. I appreciate it, Bill. You got it. Thanks a lot, Hunter. Uh, just in terms of playoffs, yeah. I mean, it's game four. Like you can't get too far ahead of yourself. But it's absolutely going to be difficult to make the playoffs in this division. We know in this format, like back in the day when it was two division winners and then. You know, just the next six teams, you were fighting for seven playoff spots. Now you're fighting for five. It's just fewer fewer opportunities. There's top three in your division. There's the two wild cards. There's three spots that you're ineligible for. So, yes, eight teams make it, but really you're fighting for five spots. You have to be at the top, and when you have a winnable game, against a team who is very good, like Florida. Like, Florida's a team, all right, maybe we get a point. You know, they're probably better. This, When you are in a position to win the game, 
and you kind of, I won't, I don't want to say give it away because goddamn Florida's so good. You don't give them anything. They're that, but man, after that, up until the last 30 seconds of the second period, Flyers looked like they overcame the early storm and were playing a very solid game. And then, uh, like Hunter just said, discipline won out and the Flyers weren't disciplined enough. Dan Allen, Dan, you are live in the post game. Hey, Bill, I didn't realize we acquired this sniper called Claude Giroux this offseason. You know, that's a under- I, 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 I made the joke uh, the year, the first year they moved him to wing and he had the 102 points. Uh, I made the joke. Claude Giroux is the scoring winger Claude Giroux always needed. Uh, but more to your point, watching him pass right now, he ain't got the timing. Something's off. He's a straight shooter. He needs to be throwing everything at the net. Yeah, his slap shot hasn't been as good as it's been early this season for years. The one time, I uh, like the last two years. I kind of thought it was gone. I was like, okay, this is the part of his game that has dissipated the most. And start this season at least, it's back. Yeah, yeah, that was a, definitely a positive. Uh, a couple of other positives were, uh, you know, Cam Atkinson just continues to be everything we could have hoped for. Uh, what a great pickup, uh, Cam Atkinson. I, I just keep expecting like. Oh, yeah, he'll have two, three, four games without a goal. Like, obviously, we're four games into the season. He could go on a 20-game goal slump tomorrow. But I'm just like, is Cam Atkinson going to score 40 goals? Like, is that what's going to happen right now? Because I don't see – it seems sustainable. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's not just uh, the scoring he's doing well either. He's he's very good in other aspects. He's fast. He's got a great stick, and uh, he's responsible defensively. Obviously, very good penalty killer as well. Excellent penalty killer, yeah. Great stick. Yeah, the negatives, obviously, so many penalties. They can't can't be taken so many penalties. So how many power plays have the Panthers had? Eight, I think? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Not quite as bad as I thought, but still terrible. Um, and then uh, you know, I'm the the game really turned on the uh the last minute of the second period. Uh, for uh, recent years the Flyers just seem to have let up a lot of last minute goals, unfortunately. Um, and I want to talk about that one. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Dan, because that really, you know, the game winning goal is what it is. Um, Hart made the initial save. Someone needs to get back, but that second goal where they could tie it at the end of the second period, Florida, um, two guys, Travis Sanheim, who I initially really wanted to blame because it's Travis Sanheim. That's what we do. We assign blame to him, uh, wanted to blame him. It looks like he was there and got a piece of it and just didn't get enough Claude Giroux, who everyone here knows I have the utmost everything for Claude Giroux. Um, didn't keep his feet moving, stopped and let the guy get away from him. And he's able to bury, you know, the puck that bounce, bounces across the uh, crease there. They just needed, like we talked about discipline, winning the game in terms of the, uh, in terms of the penalties they took, but you just need to have the discipline to keep your feet moving and stay with your guy. It's a, basic defensive assignment like he's crashing the net and you're with him one more step Claude Giroux prevents that goal and they win this game yeah uh, just two more quick things before you let me go um sure yeah uh Sandheim he's I'm not I'll never be one of those guys who says he's bad because he's not a bad player obviously he's not bad yeah no that's uninspiring you know like he he needs to be be activated and aggressive in the offensive zone to be as effective as he can be and he just doesn't do it enough he gets exposed defensively too much. Uh, and the last thing is that uh, just, you know, uh, one of my thoughts is that I just, I don't like the black jerseys. <laughs> they need more white. 
All right. I feel you. All right. Thanks a lot, Dan. Um, first of all, with Sandheim, I think uninspiring is a great way to put it. Uh, he's a guy who, if his offense outweighed his de- – like, or even canceled out. If his offense just canceled out his defense, uh, you could absolutely live with it. But to this point, he's had one good offensive season, and all the rest in his career just aren't. Um, I actually kind of liked – the, the penalty Sanheim took tonight because at least he tried to use his body a little bit. Uh, in terms of the black jerseys, I like these black jerseys. I think they're okay. I like the idea of a blackout Saturday night. It's a good time. Uh, but, man, can we get the original black jerseys? Because everybody remembers how cool those were. Like, I got one when I was a little kid, and I needed one of those black jerseys when it came out. Got a 55 Chris Gratton. I don't need to relive that story, uh, but I, I like the blacks. Um, Sanheim, uninspiring. I think that's a great way to put it. Nikki Hall, Nikki, welcome to the post game. Hey, Bill, how are you? Uh, you know, could be worse. Uh, Flyers lost, but clear rum is really making my night a lot better. I could probably use some of that stuff based on the past couple of days I've gone through, but I'm not going <laughs> to bombard you all with details. Just know it's personal stuff. Anyway. So, yeah, tonight, I mean, honestly, I was expecting at least a point. But then again, like that has been expressed, you know, like how a hunter essentially had essentially said, like, hey, you know, discipline one out tonight, which it did. And, you know, honestly, Florida is one of the faster teams, if not one of the fastest teams within the league that, you know, Flyers are going to need to start need to keep up with because, you know, it, it come you know, should they end up qualifying for postseason, you don't know what type of team you're going to be going up against round, uh, or, well, yeah, round one. <laughs> Let's say round one and two, but, yeah, it's going to depend on how, you know, with the seating and all that. You can't count on one, let alone two, with this team at this point. Right. No, 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 I know, I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, I see what you're getting at, Nikki. Uh, like, that, one of the things that's most disappointing about this game to me is, they had such an issue adjusting to the speed in the first period. It was very clear they mm-hmm. they couldn't break out. Uh, they just had no time, no space. And mm-hmm. in the second period, they made such good adjustments that they played a really strong period against a team that is flat out better mm-hmm. than them. And then they give it back with that goal at the end of the second, mm-hmm. and you just knew where it was going from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah, the game's over now, but it's just like, yeah, it, it didn't look. I'm going to be honest with that second goal. I know it wasn't distinct kicking motion, but from a certain angle, it looked very distinct. Like if you like really like pay super close attention, you can see like it's weird how the league classifies a quote unquote distinct kicking motion that it legit basically basically at this point for it to be called a distinct kicking motion it has to be like lining up for a field goal a soccer style kick like that's what a Mm -hmm. kick is at this point and me personally i think you should be you should be allowed to kick it in the net so i'm never gonna get like nuts about that to me the issue was sandheim and drew should have both in been in position to stop it from happening and neither of them made the play. That's the issue for me. Oh no, no, I can, I can definitely see where you're, where you're coming from with that. Um, but yeah, especially then though, I think the, the one that really did that uh, drove the, the knife in us, so to speak, it's like when you're on the power play, it's like, you can't be making that type of pass 
if you don't have oh, another player. I'm glad you brought up the Yandel pass. Yeah, that's I, um. Yandel's yeah. a guy. I just talked about Sanheim. How his offense has mm. to outweigh or at least equal his defensive deficiencies, and that's that's the trade off with yeah. Yandel. He's so smart with the puck. He's so good at moving the puck that you deal mm. with what he gives you defensively. Mm. But if he's going to do shit like that on the power play, mm. you can't deal with what he gives you the rest of the game. No, you can't. And honestly, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, it's a bit, all right, it was a bad play. And like, you yeah, know, you're going to get bad plays. It, it, it happens. But it's just like, that's one of the things that like. That's preventable. He doesn't make, if he doesn't make that type of pass on the power play, I mean, I know he was kind of taking a risk, and I can understand as a personal risk taker myself and playing hockey growing up. I remember having to try and – or I've done that a few times. I'm not going to be afraid to admit it. Um, but most times when you try that type of stretch pass or what was it? What kind of pass was it exactly? I, it, was, it was just kind of a like a blind – backwards pass, which you just can't do. Like when everybody's Mm. moving in one direction, the people who are moving forward are going to move faster than the ones moving backwards. Like we saw the exact same thing. It's a different play, but basically the exact same physics Mm. with Cam Atkinson's shorthanded goal. Like when one side is moving forward and the other team has to back up, like the guy who's moving forward just has the leg up. I still have to say, as one of like the positives, and I'm sure it was probably brought up, is like how Atkinson legitimately pickpocketed. Uh, who was it? Um, that was a beautiful play. Yeah, I, I forget the forget who it was, but like watching him pickpocket someone like that and just score right on. Read the, the play. Yeah, reading the play, like if I, it, it kind of makes me hopeful for like when we get you know everybody back in back in position, like you know with Hayes, and see if we can get maybe that that and Atkinson, him and Atkinson doing that type of. Type of stuff going forward, Whew, we'll actually uh, we'll be doing good. I, I'm not going to take too much out of one loss. It's one game. Yeah, we probably sure. could. Pl- it's the first regulation. Exactly. Loss. We could have played better. We could have done more. But at the end of the day, still the Flyers. And you know, the only thing we can do from here is just keep moving on. Win the next one. Yep. yep. Thanks a lot, Nikki. Uh, but I will say, like, part of what makes tonight's loss so frustrating is that it was a winnable game. I do think Florida, like, through the 82-game sample size, will have a considerably better record than the Flyers. Like I said, I, I already bet Bobrovsky to win the Vezina. I think they have a really strong chance to win their division. Um, they're a legitimate cup contender. But the fact that you adjusted in the second period and were able to take a lead on this team, and if not for the lack of opportunities you were able to create because you spent so much time in the penalty box, and then the little mistakes like the Yandel turnover, Sanheim and Giroux down low, letting that puck get all the way across the crease, like little things, plays that could have been made. And even uh, early, early on, 0-0 game, first couple of minutes, Florida owning the puck. Uh, it, Flyers looked like, oh, yeah, they're not going to be able to keep up with this team. They are on another level. The speed is just something they can't deal with right now. Uh, maybe they'll get there. Like, I'm not saying the Flyers are not a finished product, and Florida is just kind of building on what they did last year. So, of course, they have a leg up in that situation. But 
Flyers have a golden opportunity. And we've talked so much like, oh, yeah, the 18% shooting percentage is probably not sustainable, but right now they're cashing in on the chances. Well, they finally get a breakout. Konechny gets a bounce through the neutral zone. He gets a shot. Couturier has so much net uh, with Bobrovsky out of position and just bunts it back into him. Those are the opportunities you have to cash in on. Like if they take a 1-0 lead there, it's so much of a different game. And it's just that little back and forth. They, as much as I believe Florida is the better team, the Flyers beat themselves tonight. And you, you can't do that when you have these winnable situations. Every point's going to count. Like we talked about playoff positioning. I realize it's this early in the season can't be worried about playoff position, but I am because I want this team. They have to make the playoffs this year, all the changes they made. And, you know, aesthetically it looks better and they do, they look better. And I thought they played a decent game tonight, but just little things that they could have cut out and they could have come away, come away with two huge points to end this, uh, end this homestand. Now they have to go out, you know, Western Canada. It's, it's different now. Now you're on the road. It's just a little different. So, uh, all right, enough of my shit. Let's get back to the callers. Kyle Bendel. Kyle, you were live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Um, Kyle, before you get started, you have the mayor from Jaws as your uh, avatar here, and I just respect the shit out of that. Oh, yeah. I think it's a metaphor for some of the GMs in Philly. You know, everything's fine. We'll take them <laughs> out the beaches, you know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, I'm actually not as that upset about today's game um, or tonight's game. I thought they played pretty well. Obviously, they shot themselves in the foot, too many penalties, some absolutely horrific, horrific officiating as well. Um, but I am going to be that guy. Um, so the past six periods for the Flyers, they let up four even-strength goals, and uh, Risto has been on the ice for three of them. I have not been impressed by what I've seen so far from him. And I know it's only two games, but we also have 500 NHL games to know yeah. what risk the is. And I'm a little worried that, uh, you know, we gave up a first round pick for him. You don't do that if you're not going to try to resign him. And I'm, I'm worried about what that contract looks like. That's his current cap hit. Uh, you brought up the right things with Risto. Uh, like, I still think, uh, and I was high, higher on Ristolainen than pretty much anyone else at Broad Street Hockey. Charlie O'Connor, uh, very low on, uh, just doesn't like Ristolainen. Like, not personally. I'm sure he's a fine guy. I don't know. But just doesn't like Ristolainen's game. Didn't like it in Buffalo. And after last game, people who, who heard the post game, I was kind of like, oh, man, is this guy just uh, like, is he just Luke Shen? Like, is that just what he is? And uh, Charlie actually pointed some things out that there's so much confirmation bias with defensemen. Like when they make a mistake and it ends up in the net, that's what we remember. When they make a defensive play, will like nothing and nothing comes of it. Like that, we just move on from that because they just did their job and nothing. I'm not telling you Ristolainen is going to be great. I'm just saying give him a little bit of time. He did miss time. He brings a physical element. I think he needs to bring more of a physical element. I think he needs to really ramp up that part of his game and just kind of go to town sometimes. But uh, I want to give him some more time before I really come to a conclusion. But it is concerning because they gave up the assets. I think it's worth the risk. Like, in my head, I always try to play the game of, all right, let's pretend we traded Jake Voracek 
for Rasmus Ristolainen, and let's pretend we gave up a first-round pick for Cam Atkinson, I can live with that. Uh, the most concerning thing, though, about Ristolainen is I really like the first and third D pairs with Ellis when he's back in the lineup with Provorov and Braun and Yandel together. There's no other logical like way to set things than Sanheim Ristolainen. And if they're not going to work together, I don't know what they do. Yeah. And Sanheim's uh, like, like I, I'm sure everyone has, has said, and everyone loves, you no, know, I'm kind of a Sanheim guy. Uh, he's kind of a bit of a mess right now on his own end. And he's not, like you said, he's not making up for it with uh, any offense. And that's, that could be a disaster pairing. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they figure it out uh, pretty quickly here. Yeah, and thanks a lot, Kyle. It's, and this is – it's going to be a work in progress. We talked a lot on BSH, and I said I think this could be a lot like Vino's first year where we're watching and things look better. Like everyone who said tonight, like, I think they looked pretty good tonight. I agree. I think overall they played pretty well. Uh, but – just little things killed them. I think a month, two months into the season, we're going to be looking at this thing going, why aren't the results better? Things look pretty good. Why aren't the results better? And then it'll take like that first year with Vino, they come back from the Disney on ice trip. They get through that disastrous December and then things take off. I think with the changes they made, it could be that sort of season where, and Hey man, you get hot in January, February, March, like, Shit, that's a good thing. But I think that could be the issue with just win-loss. I just – the frustrating part is they could have won tonight's game. Like, coming in, Florida's better. So be it. They could have won tonight, though. All right, uh, let's go to Jeff Wahlberg. Jeff, you are live on the post game. Can you hear me? I got you, yeah. Hey, Jeff. Hey, uh, actually, it's kind of funny. You just took the words like right out of my mouth because I just have to say I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of the way they played tonight uh, with the number of penalties that they killed off. And, you know, overall, I didn't – you know, obviously Florida had more shots, but I thought when we got set up offensively, we were real dangerous. We just couldn't get the last leg of it. But even like even then, Bobrovsky stood up a few times and kept this goal – kept the, you know, kept them in the game. Any one of those goes in, it's a completely different game. I thought tonight was really just penalties notwithstanding. A lot of uh, opportune moments that just didn't pan out. And I think that gives me confidence for the way you know the team's going to play for this season. I think I, I, I liked what I saw for most of the game. I thought they played a really solid, structurally sound, defensive game from the start. And uh, Well, not from the start, just like overall that – they had a good, solid foundation tonight, and I, I enjoyed seeing that. That's, and I like that you corrected from the start because I the thing I liked most is how they adjusted from the first to the second period. Like yeah. they didn't look, yeah, they I, didn't look good in the first period. I was like, oh shit, this might like Carter Hart looked excellent. I thought both goalies were very good tonight, but my only takeaway from the first period, other than like uh, maybe some of the rucks, the luck is running out with like Couturier bumping that open net back into Bob instead of burying it. Like if he gets a flat puck, they have a one Oh lead and it's a totally yeah. different game. But 
the way that they were able to, oh shit, we can't deal with their speed, and then figured out how to deal with it in the second period. Like I thought that was positive. I think there are positive things to take away from this game, absolutely. Well, I just had to say, like you mentioned, you didn't think we played super well in the first. I mean, in the beginning of the game, yes, but I feel like that we'd be saying the opposite if really one or two plays had gone our way because so much of it was just canceled out play with two top end lines. Like Couturier played excellent, you know, and I mean, how many, how many just solid defensive plays on both ends of the ice just kept it like kind of a boring game. So what stood out were the few plays that things really got mixed up. Like Sandheim turned the puck over entering the zone on our first pen or power play. And had he not have done that and we had even gotten a shot, that was a scoring opportunity, you know, like, that would have been an awesome play, and he didn't turn it over, and then they and then they flub it on the next entry because and Sandheim was wide open there too. So if they had passed it back to him, like he could have redeemed himself. I just feel like one or two of those plays go the other way, and we're we're saying, yeah, you know, these guys played super super sound today, and and we would have had the game. So I think this was a hockey game, and I I don't really have much to criticize them for today. I appreciate it, Jeff. Thanks a lot. Uh... This was a hockey game. It certainly fucking was. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you, Jeff. I just thought that was a great line. Uh, no, it, it was a good hockey game between a couple of teams that have designs on factoring in at the end of the year. Uh, the better team won tonight, but overall, I'm frustrated with what I saw. But I'm not like I'm trying not to live in that. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see. Tanner Robertson. Robertson, Tanner Robertson, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Um, just because it hasn't been brought up yet, I wanted to talk about Carter Hart um, because he played a really damn good game. He was tremendous tonight. Yeah, you know, it, it is a frustrating loss because, like it's been mentioned ad nauseum, these were points on the table that I think we left. I think if you play this game 100 times, the Flyers, the Flyers won about half of them. Um, so it was, it was, t- it was a coin flip game. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. So it was a tough, it was a tough one, but Carter looked really solid. You know, the goals he let up were close to unstoppable and he really, he, he seemed like a goalie that w- he seemed like two years ago, Carter. I mean, he was making some fucking glove saves, which I mean, I mean, that was obviously the big concern last year. No, they were, they were clearly testing his glove tonight and he was up to it. Like the goals that went in, like you said, a snipe on the power play, a guy with all the room in the world. Like, yeah, sure. Of course. Uh, I talked about the second goal a ton at the end of the second period. Like two players had a chance to make a defensive play and neither did. And the guy was there to poke it home. And then, you know, third goal, he makes the initial save on the breakaway. Like, wh- yep. what else do you want? Like, you know, what, what right. else is he supposed to do? Yeah, it, it was good. And I, and I think if this is the Carter Hart that we have this year, and obviously there were some concerns after that that second period in game one, but if this is the Carter Hart that we have, I think this is probably a playoff team, um, which is encouraging. Um, I liked what I saw to him. I'm, I'm excited for the for the future. My only other thing is, um, you know, the thing, when we traded for Ristolainen, and, uh, you know, I think out of the three major trades we had, I think we, we are clear winners on Ellis and Atkinson thus far. Ristolainen, maybe we, we paid too much for. But, um, you know, despite all of his yeah. flaws, um, I, I do – I mean, one of the, obviously one of the nice things about him is that he does hit and he hits hard. Um, and I, and yes. I do think teams do have to respect that. I, I, you kind of notice him. He, he has drawn a couple big penalties um, just out of frustrating teams, especially in the Bruins game. 
um, just kind of out of frustrating teams or, or causing anger directed towards him. I, I do think there are some things about him that are underappreciated, and I was not a fan of the trade when it happened, and I'm actually it, it looks a little bit better to me now than I thought it would. That's all, that's all that's, I got for you, Bill. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Tanner. Uh, yeah, there are elements of his game that I think are harder to like quantify that are very valuable. I agree. Like he makes the type of contact. It's not just like, Oh yeah. Give Robert Haig. Like I said, for how many years, like Robert Haig has all these hits. When are they? I never actually, are they on television? Like I'm watching every fucking game. When are these hits occurring? Like Ristolainen makes the type of contact that it will be a clean hit and the other team will get an instigator penalty because they want to avenge it because he fucking laid somebody out. I just want to see a little bit more of that. Uh, maybe get wrist lining in on the power play a little bit. He's got the big shot. Uh, he's had success on the power play in the past. I know they want to work him into a role more defensive, uh, get him away from some of his uh, offensive style a little bit. But I, I think there's more. We absolutely overpaid for Rasmus Ristolainen. One hundred percent. Everybody knows it. But making that first round pick was pointless. That guy's not going to contribute. Whoever they would have selected, wherever they were drafting, that player would not be contributing on this team in the next three years. Like, how many of these guys do we need to draft before we know that to be the case? So they needed a player right now. They went out and got the guy they liked. You know, Chuck Fletcher's all, you know, apparently this is his white whale. He's been chasing Rasmus Ristolainen since he was in Minnesota, I guess. But uh, I think there's more to his game yet to be uncovered. I don't want to judge him on two games alone. Um, I, I think he brings a necessary element. Just want to see a little more. Uh, let him get up to speed. Obviously, he missed some time in the preseason. He missed some time to start the year. He's in a new situation, new team, new role, new coach. We know all the excuses. I'm willing to give him the time because we don't have any real alternatives. Like, listen, Nick Sealer, I will respect him forever for getting in that fight with Jamie Alexiak. But, like, when getting beaten up and then yelling at the crowd is the thing I like about you, I don't need to see you in the lineup. You know, like, you're the man. I'd buy you a beer if I saw you out at the bar. Uh, but, I, you know, risk the line and let's see what he has a little bit more. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's been a little underwhelming so far. Uh, Brian Stouffer. Brian, you were live in the post game. Brian, if you see an unmute button, hit it. Now you're muted. muted now you're unmuted. There Sorry. you go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they missed Ellis tonight. You, you could see the, yeah. their, the calmness of their breakouts was not there. They didn't have... Uh, the breakout was non-existent tonight. The breakout, and it's been an issue for this team. It's been an issue in the past. But tonight, like, three tries to get out of the zone every time. That first period, how many times did the ice puck, the puck alone? Exactly. I, I think he just he, he brings that, that little bit of calmness like the chemo always did. Just like, it's calm. We're going to get it out. Just fine. We're going to move it up now. No, that's the uh, the poise, the calmness, all that. It's we talked, I think, this week on BSH Radio about it. Like, 
he does remind us of chemo team. And, and you don't want to make the comparisons because it's like the veteran you bring in from Nashville. So it's right. such an easy comparison, but it's like, no, there's so many similar elements. They absolutely miss them. The power play just in terms of his control there, uh, they missed them on in all facets of the game tonight. Uh, I, I, as with you, I, I like Dick Schiller. I think he's actually a decent, you know, eighth guy. But yeah, he's fine, extra. But not having Ellis there is not going to be, you know, that that's that can't. We, we really need him there. Yeah, one hundred percent. Thanks a lot, Brian. No, they. Uh, Ryan Ellis is one of the keys. Like your best defenseman is one of your keys to this to your team. Like that's not. <laughs> I don't think that's. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. I don't think. Uh, I don't think I've said enough about missing Ryan Ellis tonight because honestly, he's new. So we don't, uh, maybe it's just a miss on my part. Like they played a game against the Florida Panthers who are excellent. And if a few things go a different way, they could have won and they were missing one of their most important players tonight. So I will give the flyers that uh, without Ryan Ellis, they still could have beaten the Florida Panthers, but it's also what makes the stupid fucking mistakes like the Yandel turnover, Sanheim and Giroux down low, all the penalties. It's what makes that so frustrating. Couturier, and like it's it's a bouncing puck, but like he had so much net and he put it in the one spot where it was going to hit Bobrovsky rather than putting it in the goddamn net in the first, what, three minutes of the game. Uh, it could have gone such a different way. And that's what makes it frustrating. I will say it does feel good to be frustrated. Like, to watch them the first couple of games and to go, there's something here. There's just something a little different. There's something here. And then to be frustrated by a, you know, a loss to wrap up your four game homestand to start the season. Like, okay, whatever. They're two, one and one. They're fine. Now they're going to Canada. We'll see how this is at the end of the month. All good. It feels a little good to be frustrated this early in the season. Not going to lie. It's not a, it's not going to be a boring, mediocre year. That's what I'll say about this Flyers team. Uh, they might uh, – it's totally within the realm of possibility they miss the playoffs. It is. Like, that is on the table 100%. It's also within the realm of possibility they go to the Eastern Conference Final. And I think, like, we're going to be really engrossed all year, and I'm I'm pretty excited about that. It's, it's going to be a fun season. could be a frustrating season, but – Shit, man, if Carter Hart plays like he did tonight, sky's the limit. The ceiling is the roof, as they say. Uh, let's see here. Jeff Walber, you are back on the post game. All right, Bill. I, one last thing. I forgot to All say good. this earlier. Of the black jerseys, I think they're the sickest jerseys on the NHL. The current black jerseys you think are the oh. best jerseys in the league. Oh, yeah, dude. They're so cool. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I get it. It's just like – Stylistically, I think they're a pretty solid choice. I like them a lot, and I'm told I'm wrong. And usually when I like something, that's like on the show this week, Charlie told me, like, I only like things that people hate. And I I guess I do. I don't know. But I I like them way more than most people. I haven't heard someone so positive about them as you are. Oh, no, man. I, I. I don't know why anybody would hate them, frankly. I think they're just, they just look sweet. They're, like, intimidating. They're almost they're straight so different. They're, they're cool. They're cool. Just love it. It's Philly. All right, that's all I have to say. 
right. I appreciate it. I, that, you know what, Jeff? That was like my favorite. That was my favorite call of the night. Not to not to hate on anyone else's call. Uh, you're all great. I appreciate you all a ton. Uh, but when someone agrees with me, I feel really good about that because. Uh, yeah, they all like to troll me. Like, oh, Bill likes the shootout because everybody hates the shootout. I liked the shootout before I knew everyone hated the shootout. Like, I didn't grow up on Twitter. Like, tw- you know, like, Twitter wasn't around when the fucking lockout ended and they introduced the shootout. Like, I didn't know everybody hated it. I had me and my, like, six friends that like hockey. And I was like, I like the shootout. Yeah. All right. I'm rambling again, so let's get to some callers. Ryan Christman. Ryan, you are live on the post game. Ryan, mute and unmute. Ryan Christman. Oh, there we go. Oh, there you are. Yep. All right. Hey, hey, Bill. Second time, long time. How you doing, buddy? Oh, great. How are you tonight? I'm good. Hey, um, uh, I I went into this well, into watching this game, just having a feeling the Flyers would would lose because of the Ellis situation, um, and the shuffling the lines and Braun on the first line not not ideal. No, no, yeah. The Ellis, I I think I did a bad job of, like, not putting enough weight on that uh, come in this postgame. And honestly, coming into this game, I just kind of thought you could catch Florida tonight because of the start they've had. Like, they're going to lose sometime. They've beaten these really good teams to start the year. This kind of seems like whether, well, where they will hit their bump. And they kind of did, but they were still able to win, and that just kind of tells you how good they are. Right, but there's um, – having said that, I think there there is a ton of good t- takeaways from this game. Carter Hart looked like Carter Hart. That's the most important. Like, if they lose this game, but this is where we look at it and go, Carter Hart looks like what we need, then fuck, they can lose this game every single time. Like, you know, if my takeaway from this game is Carter Hart's going to be the guy I need him to be, then this game, the result of it doesn't matter a little bit. And uh, the the only only questionable thing is, like, this pumps up the PK numbers because we had there was, what, like seven? Yeah. <laughs> And then now it's like Terrian's never going away, and so. so. I have I have a much bigger problem with the power play than I do the penalty kill, and like you talk about the inflated numbers, like every now and then they just score a goal on the power play, but like they had four tonight, and three of them looked like shit. Like, and they happened to get the one. Uh, I have a much bigger problem with the power play than I do the uh, penalty kill. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was one of the, it was one of those games. Like I was, I, I, I was, I sat down, I had my drink. I'm like, I'm fully prepared for them to lose. I just want to see a good game. And you know what, for, for being the, like the number one power ranking team, like in the league, they, they, you're exactly right. They could have won that game. Like they, they absolutely could have. Yeah. The things that I, the things that I liked about the game are what make it frustrating. Like, it's a team that's better than them. It's a, a team that's just playing really strong hockey right now. And if not for a couple of stupid fucking mistakes, they beat this awesome team. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're right there. I think they're going to be dude there. I, I think they're going to still contend for the East. This is a hiccup. They're missing, you know, there's no Ryan Ellis. There's no Kevin Hayes. The lineups are, are shuffled. You have Braun on, on the first defensive pair with pro Rob. I mean, it was uh, we were kind of doomed when it started, but like it's going to get better, and these guys are going to get chemistry, and we're going to beat these teams down the stretch. That's I absolutely I I absolutely feel that like 
I, I said, like, from the start, I thought this was going to be a work in progress. And that's when I thought Kevin Hayes was going to be here on day one. Like, I wasn't counting on missing Ryan Ellis in the fourth game of the season. And I thought these things were going to take time. We need to be need to build chemistry guys are like, you know, Rasmus for line and missed the first two games. There's just been a lot up in the air right now. Like Patrick Brown still can't get in the lineup. Like it, there's a lot going on. I think down the line, it will pay off. No, I, I agree. And, and last, last thing, Bill, dude, how about Cam coming oh. through with a uh, beautiful, like, so happy he buried it. Like just making the play to begin with is awesome. But then to finish it, the guy keeps coming through. Like this is what a, what a trade. Like I have been so critical of Chuck Fletcher over the last 18 months. I thought he did a great job this summer though, at least of addressing most of the team's needs, like actually not just getting guys to get guys, but, okay, what do we need? We need a guy who's going to fire the puck. We need a first-pair defenseman. Like, we need a steady veteran defenseman. He went out and addressed those issues. I thought he had a great offseason, but, man, this Cam Atkinson trade looks like it could be amazing. It's great. And and then just to think that you still have another guy in Kevin Hayes who isn't even in the lineup who can also do that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's and it's all Kevin Hayes' boys. Yeah, that's I. But he comes back. This might be a completely different team. I was watching some of the game tonight with one of my buddies who grew up at Hollydale with me, and we were talking, and I was like, all these guys that they're bringing in, they're Kevin Hayes' boys, and that means they're Johnny Goudreau's boys. And man, I still have my eye on that prize. I don't think they have the assets to pull off like a trade deadline trade. And I don't want to think about next season, but like, seems like everything's coming up, Johnny. Dude, I did. I'm, I'm with you. Bring him home. Bring the bring bring Johnny bring Johnny home. home. He's a missing link. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate the time. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Appreciate the call. All right. Do we have any more? Nikki Hall, you are back on the post game. All right. Well, completely unrelated, but honestly, the hell with Florida teams, like. Literally, it all started when Brady signed over with the Bucks, and I literally thought, and just when I thought I couldn't dislike Florida teams even more, the Panthers are now good. Like, who would have guessed? Honestly. I mean, you know, it's fucking Florida. Like, it's <laughs> Florida. Uh, you know, oh, I got man. COVID in Florida in, uh, you know, two years. Uh, yeah, uh, fuck Florida. Yeah, for real. Um, Then the other thing that I... Wanted to actually mention. So the back- and they stole Quinvel from us. Like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like, what the hell? Um, so as far as the goaltender situation goes, are we thinking Hart's gonna get um Wednesday, Jones Thursday, or do we think we're gonna see Jones Wednesday, Hart Thursday? I can't imagine a situation like Hart played so well tonight he needs to start the next game. Like uh, you right. can't possibly not start him again. But then what about for Thursday, do you think? Then uh, back-to-backs, like they're paying Martin Jones. They're not going to – until it's absolutely necessary, they're not going to stretch anybody. But, I I mean, this is three out of four Mm. for Hart. Like I expect him to get a majority of the playing time. Like if he goes into a slump, if he gets hurt, Mm. I think they believe – I mean, if you heard the argument on BSH this week, Charlie was just like, they believe in Martin Jones – doesn't matter what you think. 
you know, it's not mm. what I think. It's what I know because statistics mm. are facts. And he's been the worst goalie in hockey for three years. But it does not matter about right. any of that. Uh, mm. I mean, not that it, they don't want to discredit his game against Boston. He played pretty he well. He was excellent. And if that's who we get and he's a steady enough, like, 1B slash backup, awesome. And if he can get us through a period mm. where Hart's not on or Hart's hurt or whatever, that will be excellent. I'm just not counting mm. on that, but I think this is going to be the Carter Hart show mm. this year. I think them giving him the contract, them not going mm. out and spending more on a backup was all about putting confidence in the kid that they believe is their franchise netminder. And honest, and you know, he is. He is. No, just, that's, you know, it's the right move. Off of it's a, the right move. Yeah, he's coming off of a bad season. You know, it's there's nothing we can really do about that. You know, it's no, all mean, the all of the all times greats, like you know, Berdor. Uh, oh gosh, who are the other some really like big name goaltenders? Like you know they. No, all... I'm just like think about the guy we saw tonight, Sergey Bobrovsky. Like he's won yeah, two, yeah, he's no. won two Vezinas, and like his off seasons are oh man, he's trash. Go figure. It happens when he leaves Philly. Well, yeah, go figure. Well, yeah. <laughs> but just like when his seasons are bad, it's like oh Bob is trash now, and then when his seasons are mm. good, oh he's the best goalie in the league. Like goalies are fucked up. Like it's. It, it, <sighs> That's why it's been 30 fucking years since we've had one, because goalies, it's just voodoo. Uh, I think at one point we were a goalie graveyard. That was terrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the good old days, you know, last year. Oh, man. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, at least we're showing signs of progress, and, you know, we're we're getting there. Like you said, we're not a finished product. We're far from a finished product, if I'm being honest. But, you know, I see us if we're going to say we're a postseason team, we're a bubble postseason team at best. Yeah. Right now, like right now they're a three seed in the division slash fighting for a wild card team that has plenty of room for improvement, plenty of potential to win a division, but also like Mm -hmm. what they are current, like they're not one of those teams. They could be one, but Mm -hmm. they aren't right now. It's all going to take time. So, I mean, time's going to tell how what direction we go. But I'm honestly low key. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to see how the rest of you know how we how we respond to this loss is how I'm actually really interested. If we like, if we win the next five, if we win couple, lose couple, how, how this how we don't where we go from here. I'm honestly interested to see what the game plan will be going forward. I think that's a perfect way to put it, and thanks a lot, Nikki. Uh, this team, yeah, it, it's going to be – this whole season is going to be about responses because they're not they're not a finished product. We don't know what the makeup of this team is. We don't know how they deal with adversity yet. It's got to be better than last year because it can't – like how could it be worse? But they made these changes. There's an adjustment period here. Uh, I like overall they've played four games and my assessment so far is like one and a half thumbs up. You know, I I like what I'm seeing. I see the mistakes. I see the room for improvement. Um, They can continue making these mistakes all year. They could just be a team that's almost great or, you know, almost good. Oh man, they'd be so good if there's a chance we're saying that shit in March, but we've seen this play out and it's such a damn shame that we didn't see how that season would actually play out. I mean, there's a lot of reasons the pandemic sucked, uh, but you know, a lot of people, you know, we all know, I don't need to make a comment, but I'm just saying, it, 
I wish we could have seen how that product would have finished without the, you know, months long layoff and then the bubble playoffs and all that shit, because that team was on such a path. And I think that would give us a better idea of what to expect this year. Cause I see a lot of similarities, just the turnover. I, I just see a lot of it. Okay. Uh, we have no more speaker requests. It is 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. So I am going to wrap things up and you know how I'm going to wrap things up. Work days over. I said, you know, I worked early this morning producing a radio show post game. This isn't work, but like technically it is, uh, but I love it. Uh, but now I'm done. Now I'm finished Saturday night, chilling at home gonna have myself nice clear rum k-l-y-r clear rum uh it is i gotta tell you it's freaking delicious i was drinking it earlier today i was texting the guys who make it uh it's absolutely like i said i have to put this away um it's the middle of the afternoon the flyers don't play till seven like i'm going on post game at 10 you know, I, I can't be drinking this all day. It's too good. I got to put it away. You will like it just as much as I do. It's an American-style rum distilled in Lewisberry, Pennsylvania. Now you're, oh, Lewisberry. That's a middle-of-nowhere PA. Hey, these are Flyers fans. This is rum for Flyers fans by Flyers fans. 12 times distilled, 18 times filtered. This is top-shelf rum. Absolutely delicious. Uh, if you're in the city of Philadelphia... Want to get yourself a little taste? Maybe go over to Plow and Star in, in uh, Old City. Best place to drink clear rum is at Plow and Star. Just go in there, maybe watch the Flyers drink a little clear rum. But uh, it's, I, I can't say enough good words about it. I am so happy that I'm able to tell you I actually believe that this is a thing you will enjoy. Uh, I, I told the guys today who make the rum, I said, this is like a sipping whiskey, but it's a clear liquor. Like it, it's really good. I recommend it highly. Don't, don't even need a mixer. I just put it over some ice, a little splash of water. Absolutely delicious. Clear rum. Check it out. All right. That is all the time we have for you on the BSH Radio Green Room Live post game. I will stop leaning into the title once I don't have to think about it, and I could just say it robotically, but uh, Green Room, uh, it's, it's hard for me to say. I don't know. I just can't get it in my head. I still want to say Locker Room, but it's a Spotify Green Room. You find me here after every Flyers game. You will continue to find me here on Green Room all season. So, uh, hey. Check it out and check out our podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever you find your podcasts. Hit subscribe. Boom. Content delivered to you daily, whether it's the flagship show, BSH Radio, uh, also Fly Perbly, these post games, checking out the competition, Kelly's pregames. Those are excellent as well. Flyers forecast. We have so much content. I can't even tell you all of it. Just trust me. Hit subscribe. You won't regret it all your Flyers needs right here. All right, my name is Bill Matz. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.